Wait, I gotta take off my hoops. <laughs> I was born ready. Why do you have to take off your hoops to record an episode? They hurt in my headphones. Because <laughs> I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot, that was funny. Me 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 me. Maybe I'm gonna start doing vocal warm ups at the start of every podcast. Shush. It's not. Uh, nobody goes hum. Yeah, they do. I was in choir, so I know. So, um, there's well, that. I'm the singer, <laughs> but I was in cool. choir, so. Guys, today's been rough. I don't know what's going on about today specifically, but oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. I woke up exhausted. Yeah, well, I did not sleep at all. And I know this because I laid there and (laughs) thought about the most random things. And then I kept having to go to the bathroom. And then finally I went to the bathroom and it was light outside. And I like cried for 20 seconds because I was like, dude, the night is over. What happened? (laughs) The night is done. It's morning and you're still awake. Yeah. So I'm tired, but I like did my makeup. I got ready. Oh, I'm really proud of you. I still just feel like, well. Yeah, I had a hard time last night too. I just could not fall asleep. I was watching Grey's Anatomy. If y'all don't know this and don't follow me on socials, first of all, stop what you're doing. Follow my Instagram account. We'll just go ahead and throw out Taryn as well. Yeah, <laughs> follow her. We'll just go ahead and throw her out there. <laughs> um, I've never watched Grey's Anatomy and TK, um, our roommate during quarantine, convinced me to watch it. And I've been watching it before bed almost every night. Pros and cons. Pro, it's like become something I look forward to every evening con it like amps me up and I can't fall asleep yeah it is a pretty like intense it's a chill show but at the very end of every show it kind of leaves you on a little bit of something and it makes me want to watch the other one so goodbye beauty sleep that was hello dark circles under my eyes (laughs) girl the other day I stared at myself in the mirror for a while and I was like are you okay Do we need to have a talk? Are you asking yourself this? Are you good, girl? So, um, what what is going on with you? Um, so all this to say, this is just a disclaimer of you don't know what you're gonna get in today's episode. If we make no sense today, you can't hold it against us because we told you beforehand. If we stop in ten minutes and are just like, (laughs) sorry, we have to go. (laughs) You'll know. (laughs) You will know. Um, how are you doing, Ash? I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there. I um. I don't know what's, again, I feel like we just talked about this, but I'm like having a weird day. Like I can't, Mm -hmm. my stomach was hurting earlier. It's hurting again now. I can't seem to wake up. We ordered Postmates (laughs) and it took two hours before we realized it should have been here by now. So then we canceled it and had to order another Postmates. So that was. Oh, we didn't cancel it. I contacted the Postmates. Taryn called and complained. So I got got $5 credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, she did. Who's yeah, really she winning? A uh, positive note: we call, we got our, um, uh, we went and got tested for the COVID. Yeah, and uh, all three of us are negative. Yeah, but like, what does that really matter? Because really, that was as of two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. Do you know how many grocery stores I've had to go to or Postmates I've? Well, touched? and that was that was something that was that was kind of. Um, a discussion between Alicia and I because she was so dead set on getting tested and I was like okay that's fine but in my head I kept thinking this feels like a waste of money yeah <laughs> because I think it's a waste of money 
Not it, well, it, it depends. It's like if you feel like you're getting sick, maybe do it. Well, and I think it is important to make sure, like if you've been in contact with someone who has it, mm-hmm. to double check so you're not accidentally spreading it. So it is a responsible thing to do. But at the same time, it's like, you could be exposed at any minute. So I'm like, unless I have like a nightly test I can do. There's no safe place. There's so no scary. way of knowing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were excited to get that, even though I already knew I didn't have it. I wasn't sure. So you never there's know. that. Um, it was 4th of July, and I'm not going to lie. It was very depressing for me because I have always loved 4th of July. Like, She's a big 4th like of July fan. The main holidays like Christmas and Halloween and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. a close second for me is 4th of July and Valentine's Day. Like yeah. love both of those days. Um, obsessed with fireworks. We always do like fun stuff as a family. So it was really weird for me to just be home, not doing anything. Like yeah. and hear fireworks going off like crazy, but I couldn't see any... It just was weird. I was really sad. Yeah, it was such a bummer of a holiday this year with everything going on. COVID-wise, staying home, um, that was a bummer. LA specifically closed all the beaches, so that wasn't an option for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Within these last, I would say, three weeks, everything with restrictions and quarantining and stuff like that got a lot stricter down here. Yeah. Um, so it went from, we were feeling really hopeful for a second in June and now all of a sudden we're all, we're down. Like it feels like it's done, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's, it feels like we're starting back from the beginning again. Yeah. It totally um, so does. that's been a little bit of a bummer. Um, and then on top of it with everything political going on, it just felt hard to celebrate. Yeah. It, you know, yeah, it just, yeah, it was weird. It was a weird one. I feel like every single day we're experiencing just like history. So yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. At this point, it feels like absolutely every week something incredible happens that I, we all have to take pause and just be like, whoa, this is a big deal. This is a huge thing. And it's going to be written in the history books. Yeah. And so it's overwhelming because it's just one thing after another, but it's so important to like educate yourself, learn everything because they're, they're all huge things that are happening in our lives. Yeah, no, it's so Um, true. And then cherry on top, Kanye is running for president. (laughs) I, I honestly, I can't even, I can't even give my thoughts on that. I'm just like, what is actually happening? I was, I, I feel dumb because I was like, oh, well that's not going to be for another four years. Yeah. The preliminaries already happened. I already vote, you know, put in for like what, who I wanted to like run for the presidential election. Um, so I thought that was done and it wasn't an option this year. I was so wrong. Apparently he can run this year. I don't know. How is that an option? It blew my mind. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot going on politically, which is, you know, moms, my mom said something very casually and it kind of like made me realize this has happened before with Reagan. Oh, he was an actor. Oh, I don't, I'm, I'm honestly the worst person in the world to talk about anything with history got or it. politics. Got it. Got so it. I can't really comment too much, but well, that's crazy. If you did not know Ronald Reagan is the only president who was an actor beforehand, didn't have any kind of political background and ran for president. And a lot would argue he was one of the best presidents out there. So my mom wasn't saying let's go vote for Kanye, but she was like, it's interesting though. 
this has happened before. And I was like, this has happened before. It's weird. But, you know. <laughs> just Kanye. Just so. speechless. <laughs> it would be the first time that the first lady had a sex tape. Ew, I don't even want to. Like, how, it, that's that's hard. I don't to, even That's hard to think about, about that. that. Yeah. I, the world is ending. There's videos <laughs> of waves crashing over Newport Beach. And I'm going to start writing a will. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm leaving case. everything Just to Charlie. So. We don't know what this, my future is literally up in the air right now with this whole year. So I'm just like, you know what? Let's just be able to save. Let's be prepared. I guess. Let's be yeah. prepared. But you don't even like. Who knows? Prepared a year ago compared to prepared now. There's so like, much. No one included a disease. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just nuts. This isn't World War Z. Anywho, zombie you guys did not come here to hear about the crappiness going on in the world. You came here to escape and get into the minds of these two beauties. <laughs> Which is us, Ash. By these two, she means us. I'm talking about us. I know. Um, I have a tear it up. Oh, hit us with it. Oh, I will. And I'm hoping, because honestly, the best part of this tearing it up is the photo attached with it. Okay. So I already emailed and asked permission to post it, but I don't know yet if we do have that permission. So. Okay. Hopefully. Still head to our Instagram because. Because you better. You never know. All right. This is titled Falling Walls and Curtain Calls. Falling Walls and Curtain Calls. Okay. She's great. Um, hey, Ashley and Terry, and before I tell my epic fail of a story, I just want to say how much I adore you both and love the podcast. I binged the whole thing during quarantine, and now I feel like you're my big sisters. Oh, I love Thank that. You. Oh, my heart. I love it. Uh, now for my favorite icebreaker story to tell at all parties. My junior year of high school, the theater department chose to do Shrek the musical for the spring play. This shocked many and confused us all because we had... Little to no money for our theater program, and Shrek is an expensive show to pull off. Which have you seen the musical? Uh, I haven't seen the musical, but I've seen like pictures and stuff from yeah production lots of and costume, wow. lots of props because lots. it's like all the fairy tale characters. So uh-huh. it's not just like oh, put on a dress. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like um, full on Disney character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless, our teacher, I can speak pers- persevered persevered Taryn I don't know why it looks weird you hung up persevered and the show went on I decided to take a big step and audition for a solo I was terrified of singing in front of basically anyone up until this point and I figured we're doing Shrek Shrek what do I possibly have to lose I ended up getting a massive solo in one of the last songs and I was so proud of myself opening night came i hit the stage in my pink fairy costume and absolutely killed my solo congratulations get it girl best feeling get it girl um the adrenaline rush i had after killing my performance made me feel invincible and so excited for the rest of the show then came the nightmare the horror the legacy i would leave for (laughs) generations of theater students at my high school remember how i mentioned earlier we had no money for the show well one way tech was nifty was by reusing set pieces from previous shows including two movable eight foot walls they held up for so many years what could possibly go wrong i feel like i'm doing a really good job reading i just wanted to to, now to to my own horn okay there's a lot of stuttering Um, before you know it's fine relatable 
It was the last song and I was absolutely killing my jazz square in the back corner <laughs> of the stage. Little did I know that two actors, one dressed as a chicken, the other as a priest, were horse playing backstage directly behind one of the movable walls. More importantly, the same wall I was standing in front of. Wait, I'm sorry. What were the characters again? A chicken and a priest. <laughs> that's funny. Chicken and a priest walked into a bar. Yeah, that sounds like a joke. Totally. Um, just as I belt out the words, what makes us strong? I felt the weight of an eight foot wall on wheels crash on top of me. Yes. The whole wall fell on top of me (laughs) in front of hundreds of people. The entire cast stopped, but the music went on. No one knew what to do. Shrek decided to keep the song going while my friend dressed as an elf. (laughs) That got me. <laughs> Helped drag my limp and shocked body from beneath the wall and guide me backstage. No one backstage knew what happened, but everyone in the audience saw. Because who could possibly miss a giant wall collapsing on top of a 5'2 blonde dressed like a fancy Nancy with wings? A fancy Nancy. <laughs> I know. I was so mortified about the whole thing, even though it wasn't my fault. Stuff like this is so hard to bounce back from. Literally, the worst part of it was no one even remembered my solo, but only that I was the girl that almost died during Shrek the musical. But hey, there are worse things to be known for. I've attached a picture. Oh my God. (laughs) Our photographer caught right after I crawled from beneath the wall. Enjoy. Ashley. Oh my God. You're literally oh gonna die. Can you airdrop it to me? I don't know. I want to see on. it. In, I want to see it up close. <laughs> <laughs> Her face. Her face. Do you oh, see no. the little like bear the guy in the back? Is elk. like. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, it's the perfect wrap up guys. of the story. Oh I'm, my God. I, guys, I will fight hard <laughs> to get permission because this photo is just and amazing. You see, you see her elf friend. You see the elf shoe yeah. <laughs> like in the corner. Oh my God, and guys. That looks like Pinocchio is just staring. Oh my God. Oh, it's so good. Oh man. If you ever have an opportunity to send a photo of your tearing yeah. it up, please do so because that made it so much better. Oh my so god, good. poor thing! I know that's I terrifying. Know. But also, that was amazing. That's heavy. Like I hope she's okay. Yeah. Like on a serious note, I really on a hope you're okay. Note. Yeah. Um, she ends with hope you guys, or hope I can make you guys laugh, which you did. <laughs> Love you both the most. Love Lydia. Oh Lydia, so freaking. Good. Babe, I'm so sorry. I hope you're okay, but wow. That's rough, dude. This, honestly, her story was honestly the highlight of my day. <laughs> <laughs> What's so sad is like, I know that you made that. <laughs> Today sucks. Dude, today's weird. Even us starting recording, there was a few times where I was like, Caught myself just staring at Charlie and forgetting where I was. And then I would be like, Ashley's talking. Oh, shoot. Oh, it's my been God. That's it's so been funny. Rough.
Okay, we're going to go ahead and get into the story section. If you guys are new to our podcast, Taryn and I both show up to our podcast with two different stories that the other one has not heard before. And uh, we share the stories and we give you guys our advice on it. So I'm going to go ahead and get into mine. And then Taryn's going to get into hers also. I usually save this for the end, but I feel like I should, I don't know, change it up and say it now. If you have a story that you would like to share that's been on your heart or that you've just been thinking about, or you've been listening to our podcast for a while, or you binged it recently and you're like, Hey, I could really share this situation. This is God telling you to share your story. (laughs) I love how you literally just referred to yourself as God. (laughs) I'm trying to, this is God's voice saying, Ashley, Nicole, send us your story. if we got struck by lightning right now, I would not be surprised. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense Honestly, today. I'd be kind of fine with it too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, send us your stories. Let's get into mine. This one is titled sentimental, but unhealthy emotional attachment to material objects. Ooh. I know. Usually we deal with a lot of relationship stuff, which is fine. And I dig the relationship drama. It's, it's very interesting. But yeah. I was like, this is a nice like twist. Yeah, a little twist. Good twist okay she begins hey Taryn and Ashley hi my name is Jenna first I just want to say how much I appreciate the podcast which she put ha 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 that's quite original of me which is I feel like all of you guys say the sweetest little compliments at the top of every story and it goes straight to our egos okay but seriously your podcast has helped me feel more quote normal if there even is such a thing, it's good to hear that others experience similar difficulties that I do. Now for the situation, in parentheses she put, hopefully it isn't too all over the place, which nah. I've read worse, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a sort of unconventional thing to ask for advice on, but I hope that it might be able to help someone else as well. I am 18 at the moment, and for as long as I can remember, I have been the tiniest bit of a hoarder. <laughs> Oh gosh, I can relate to that. (laughs) Yeah, not to the extent of the TV show or anything, but it has definitely impacted my life at times. I'm not exactly sure why I'm wired this way, but I've always felt the need to take home crayons from restaurants as a kid and the brochures from school plays I went to see. I can never part ways with clothes or most objects really for that matter. Even seeing all of my unopened lotions and chapsticks I was given as gifts or my stack of unread books that I don't even have much interest in, I can't seem to let go of anything. I almost became emotionally possessive of things, but I really don't know why. I grew up in a family with enough money to support our needs and wants, so I can't see it having any connection there. Yeah. At this point, I've gotten a lot better about getting rid of things, but it's still a struggle for me. It makes me feel the slightest bit guilty as well because I don't want to come off as an ungrateful person, but there are only so many things that I can have without feeling overwhelmed. I sometimes wonder if it's about the emotional attachment I have to memories with those things or the people they remind me of. However, even then, not every object has an overly special meaning behind it. I'm a middle child whose title is (laughs) well-suited. My Enneagram is a type four with almost as much of a type two in me as well. She attached her full chart if we're curious, which is so generous of you. Uh, We'll give that a look in a bit. If you want us to feel connected to you right away (laughs) or that we understand you right away, Mm -hmm. just send your number because immediately I'm like, oh, 
She artsy. And then, and then on top of it, she said, also, my Myers-Briggs personality is INFJ. Oh, see, I'm not as like fluent in that. I'd have to like look yeah. up what that means. We can totally dive into that in an episode if you guys want. Yeah, I can't um, remember what I am. Myers-Briggs is a great tool, I think, for you to look introspectively at yourself. Yeah. The Enneagram, I think, is great for to, to help you understand other people if that makes sense. Well, I think too, like Myers-Briggs, like it, it communicates like what type of person and what type Mm -hmm. of things you strengths, you have things like that. Yeah. Whereas the Enneagram, it helps you to understand why you tend to be that way or what can come from, you know, like I have a lot of empathy. So like, how do I use that in like a positive and negative way to like relate to the world around me? So yeah, they both are like super valuable. Yeah. So, um, would love to dive into that sometime. Uh, but we continue. She said her Myers-Briggs number is INFJ. So basically I'm a messy ball of emotion and overthinking. I'm not sure if this issue has come into play more so now that I have graduated during a pandemic and I'm supposed to move to Scotland for university, but whatever this is has to do with some emotional thing I would assume. At university, I'll be studying psychology, although I already know a lot about it. I guess my first case, I guess, I I guess I will be my first case study. Ha ha ha. I'm crossing my fingers that Taryn's psychology knowledge will come into play if you pick my email. Either way, thanks for being you. Both of you lovely ladies inspire me to be unapologetically myself. Oh my gosh. I love that. Own my insecurities, face my fears and Mm -hmm. be a better version of myself. Mm -hmm, All the best, Jenna. Wow. Jenna. Yeah. I actually feel very similar to that. Yeah. Um, I read a book once and I don't know if you can relate to this at all. Um, you are saying that you are a four with a type two post, um, that leans to a type two. I'm a nine. And one, a book that I read once said that almost people like me, like people as a nine people that struggle with some things that I struggle with, um, tend to have a box of random memorabilia, Mm -hmm. that could come from any point in your life. A lot of childhood stuff, a lot of like things that you just can't get rid of. Um, So part of me like really relates to this on a, on a much deeper level. I don't think I have a lot of those things, but I do under my bed, I have two boxes of just anyone else would consider junk, but it, I open it up and I feel like my child self every time I see it and I can't get rid of it. Um, And the only thing I could put to that is that there's an emotional attachment there. Um, the feeling of like happiness holding those things or, um, even just like the feeling it gives me not an actual memory, but just the feeling that all of it together makes me feel. Um, I, I, I cannot get rid of it and I have no idea why either, except that it just makes me feel good. Yeah. I think everybody struggles with letting go of it. Well, not everyone. I know some friends that were savage and just would be like, I don't care. I'd be like, oh, you want to save this ticket? And they'd be like, no, why? You know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think it's, it's all about finding a good balance. Like Mm -hmm. if you save stuff and you have the room and the means and the system for it, then it's like, I don't see a problem with it. Now, if you're like trying to maybe find like for me where I reached, cause I was the same as a kid, like 
I could not throw away any stuffed animals. Like I couldn't get rid of any like art project I did. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Um, so if you're trying to find like a different process, then I think it's good to explore things like that. Like one of the things I would do is, um, I had like a giant, I still do like a giant, those like target boxes, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's full of like memory stuff. But I had in my closet, like a small box. And so what I would do is I would like, that was where I threw things in. Like I would throw in a movie ticket or, a you know, my Coachella wristband or like things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when that would fill up, what I would do is I would sit and go through it and anything that I couldn't tie a memory to. So if I picked up like a green paper wristband (laughs) that you could get at like any literally anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. If I picked it up and I was like, I have no idea what this is, then I would throw it away. Yeah. If there were things that I would see and it still would make me like feel special or be a memory, then I would save it. Um, Another thing like my dad used to do is he had a bunch of like plaques and things from like years of like, or like awards, things like that. And so what he would do is he would take photos of things instead of keeping the actual thing, he would take photos and then created kind of like a, like a scrapbook basically of stuff. And that was his way of remembering it without actually having to have the whole like things there. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, and it saves a lot of room too. Yeah. So I think it's finding like a good tie to it. Now, if, if you're wanting to get rid of stuff, but you're feeling like you can't, that's where, I see like being like, okay, well, let me look into like why this is happening. Because if you're not wanting to have this like emotional attachment to things like that, then I think that's where you can like look into different resources to kind of find a way to separate from that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it all comes down to like you finding kind of like your own lines, your own guidelines of what is a good board like boundary to have. And then what is things where it's like, this isn't harming anyone and it's something I'm choosing to do. So yeah. it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, I think, I think coming, being at the age of 19, I think that's right on the cusp of when you start getting rid of stuff. Yeah. Cause I don't know about you, Taryn, but in high school, it's so weird. <laughs> just side note that I didn't know you in high school. I know. Taryn is like my best friend and kind of my everything now. So it's <sighs> weird like thinking of life before like yeah you, before you I didn't know you then so it's just weird but so I don't know how this was for you but um high school for me I still had a lot of like middle school elementary school stuff in my room yeah until I'm until yeah. college there was like a big shift in like how I decorated my room that that came after high school but that involved me like going through everything yeah. getting rid of toys that had been in like my chest or my bookshelf for years that I just didn't pay attention to yeah. or, or notice were there. And you know, it wasn't until college that I was like, Oh, I, I should get rid of these things. Yeah. And you I know? think when you move to it, it yes. you kind of come to this place where you're like, okay, do I really want to try to find a place for this? Or is this stuff like I need to just like let go of, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I got into a solid routine because something that I always struggled with, I could get rid of toys as a kid. It wasn't that big of a deal. 
clothes were the thing that I couldn't get rid of. Yeah. Because it's so easy to be like, oh, well, maybe one day I'll need oh, totally. a little black dress. Well, if I ever to went wear to a this costume to. party, this no, is very I'll 70s. never wear these heels. Yeah. But if I needed them, then they're here. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. that resulted in me having an obscene amount of shoes. Yeah, like yeah. I, I have nowhere to put them. I have them under my bed. I have them on the top of my closet, at the bottom of my closet. Mm-hmm. They're downstairs. Like they're just kind of everywhere because I have way too many um, because I can't get myself yeah, yeah. to throw That's them away. So, hard. Um, so, I mean, we, we all have things that we struggle with. Mine specifically is clothes. And I have started to every like three or four months or so, I'll just grab a trash bag yeah, and I, I won't make it a big deal. Um, but I'll just really quickly like kind of glance Sweet through all my clothes yeah. and be like, "That's I ha- if I haven't worn it in six months to a year." It depends on the article of clothing because mm-hmm. you know dresses and gowns are different yeah. <laughs> than like your everyday T-shirt. Yeah. Um, if I haven't worn it within that time frame, um, I'll try to think of like if there's something coming up for me to wear it to, mm-hmm. and if it hasn't, then I need to throw it away. Mm-hmm. And that's me being harsh with myself because any other way, I'd be like, "Oh." I, I, I can find a, somewhere yeah. to use this. Another cool thing is if you're feeling guilty in any way, donate it. Yeah. That's what I do. And I feel great because it's going to someone who could actually use it and will probably use it a lot more often than I will. Yeah. You know, so donate it. There's so many places that uh, you can go to. I love, I think Salvation Army is right around the corner from here. Mm-hmm. So I go there a lot or even just Goodwill. Like there's so many places. Yeah. Um, And there's tons of like, nonprofits too that you can Mm -hmm. you know donate for different causes so yeah I think I think the key is just to like check in with yourself to see um you know is this is this all happening as a result of like you feeling like you need these things or is it just like oh it's sentimental and then come up with like slight ways that you can start trimming things down yeah um and you'll slowly get better because that's how I I was I like slowly got better to where I'm like do I really need to save this? Like, is this really something worth, you know, finding a place? But yeah. Another thing that could inspire you to is I feel like everyone talks about cutting their hair and the like process, how difficult it was to cut your hair super short, but Mm -hmm. then the incredible feeling you get after cutting your hair short. Um, I would kind of equate that similarly to getting rid of a bunch of stuff. Like when you go from having a ton of stuff, in your life, mm-hmm. cutting it back and um, going minimal is one of the best feelings on the planet. So, I mean, what I would do if I were you is I would use that as inspiration to gut my room or, yeah. or get rid of half of my clothing. Um, because my closet, I actually want to film a video on this soon. My closet's a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> I went from a very neat closet in my old room moved to this room and now I can't find a system that works for me. Yeah. It's, it's a wreck. It's a disaster actually. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking of actually really gutting it and getting rid of half of it and um, how nice it would be to be able to actually walk into my walk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, there's something I yeah, can't right now to not be distracted by just like too much stuff. It's yes. like, it's really nice. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you got this girl, honestly, like this new change that's coming in your life is going to be really exciting and, um, you know, maybe box up certain things. And if it's not things you miss, then you can be like, okay, like this is going straight to donation or things like that. That's something my mom used to do with me as a kid. She would give me a box and anything that couldn't fit in the box was like up for, up for being thrown out, Mm -hmm. you know, or, 
Um, I had to fill the box up with stuff to get rid of something yeah. like that. Give yourself a little goal and meet it. And yeah, totally start with baby steps. But I think, I think the feeling you'll get after getting rid of everything is going to be like incredible. Oh yeah. It's so, it's so amazing. I love when everything's like minimal and organized in my room. Mm-hmm. It like totally affects me. Mm-hmm. Uh, pumped for you, Jenna, let us, if you wanted to, you could give us a before and after. <laughs> Yeah, girl. There is nothing more gratifying or pleasing than a good before and after photo. Um, so yeah, send that over. That'd be great. And thank you so much for sharing. I know people needed to hear that. Yeah. I did. I'm looking yeah. around my room right now going, ooh. I know. I was like, honestly, <laughs> I could probably re-go through my room. It's like, I it's go not my room. room like, I'm looking at my bed and I'm like, that's yeah. where I need to go. Anyways, yeah. I digress. Hey guys, we just wanted to take a second to just say thank you for being a part of our little unsolicited advice family. We love you guys so much and it would mean so much to us if you would rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast. Spread the word. Spread the love. Yes. Give advice to everyone. Advice for you. Advice for your mom. Advice for your friends. Change the world. (laughs) Help us get the word out there. And uh, yeah, that would mean so much to us. And uh, back to the show. Anywho, well, thanks for sharing. Um, uh, my story is titled SOS Trouble in Paradise. Oh, shoot. Um, and this was a hard story for me to read. Okay. Because there are a lot of things that, um, that she says that I was like, kind of like it was a red flag to me that I don't think she's, I think she needs some reassurance and some encouragement on our end. Okay. I'm hoping that people in her life are bringing up these things too, but you know what? That's what we're for. If you want some two strangers, that's the whole point of this podcast. To let you know how to live your life. <laughs> oh my God. I am like so interested now. Yes. All right. Um, I'd really appreciate this. Oh, if this was kept anonymous, your wishes our command. I want to start off with how much I love listening to you guys. I recently started following you guys and I'm obsessed with your podcast. This is my story. My boyfriend and I have been together for over a year now and everything has been going so good for us. I honestly haven't been this happy in forever. He makes me feel so loved and for a while I felt so good about myself. I have struggled with depression in the past due to my past relationship. My self-esteem was under the rocks. It got to the point where I felt like I wasn't good enough. My boyfriend has helped me so much in loving myself. So you can imagine how much love I have for this kid. A few months ago, both him and I decided to move out of his grandma's place and get a place of our own. For the most part, we've been doing well, at least until recently. My boyfriend and I have a mutual friend on Facebook. Turns out he's been reacting to her pictures. This probably sounds like middle school drama, but me being nosy, I decided to snoop. At first, I asked him about it. Why are you hiding other girls' pictures? I'm not mad. I just honestly am curious. At first, he said that he didn't even realize he was doing it. He apologized, and we dropped it. 
The second time, that same girl popped up on my timeline and I kind of got Snoopy. You know how on Facebook they have a section where you can put up your featured photos? Well, my man decided to like every single one of them except the one of her and her man. Yes, she has a man. I brought it up once again. We have a mutual friend, let's call her Rose, and I've noticed you're reacting to her pictures. Who is she and why? My boyfriend comes up with the excuse that she's an old friend from middle school and that he hasn't spoken to her in a long time. He said that I shouldn't be worried about him doing anything wrong and I believed him. About a week and a half ago, we went to replace his phone. Later that night, I asked him if I could play around with it. My boyfriend has a a habit of archiving all of his messages and the whole situation with Rose still hasn't, wasn't sitting right with me. I've never been one to invade his privacy. I'm not like that whatsoever, but I just had a gut feeling that something wasn't right. Can I clarify something really quick? Yes. Archiving his messages on his phone. I'm assuming like, you know how on iCloud you can have like your messages saved or there's like options where it can like delete after a month or things like that so I'm assuming it means like when he got his new phone like all of his conversations like came back got it got it got it got it okay yeah um okay so I had a gut feeling that something wasn't right I looked up her name and it turns out that they have been talking and have been meeting up with each other whoa yeah a month ago, my boyfriend had gone out to the races and didn't get home until after 1 a.m. He wasn't answering my calls. I contacted his brother and he had told me that he left home a long time ago. But the thing is, he wasn't here. Turns out he was with Rose that night. As I was going through their messages, I realized that she had picked him up the day after from our house while I was at work. We did argue about it. He told me that at one point he felt like he wasn't happy and that's why he started hitting her up. He said, this bothered me. (laughs) He said that it wasn't my fault and I shouldn't blame myself because I did nothing wrong and that he doesn't feel that way anymore. Yet I still feel like I did everything wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Why would your first reaction be to reassure someone that oh this isn't your fault don't feel bad like what um that's very manipulative yes it's flipping the entire thing on her while saying don't worry you did nothing wrong yes uh i mean usually we wait till the end but that bothered me it's making him sound loving and caring yeah while while turning the whole thing on her yeah no Whoa. I, I'm not a fan of that. Okay. Whoa. Um, I still feel like I did everything wrong. I've bent over backwards just to make sure he was good and he was happy. It's the fact that I got to the point where he felt like he wasn't happy anymore. So he felt like he had to comfort, seek comfort in someone else. And that's what hurts me so much. That night I ended up apologizing <laughs> again. Hey. What? Uh, why? I know there's, we got a lot, we got a lot to talk about. And a week later, I know a week later, I still feel like complete ish because I honestly don't know if anything happened between them. I can't sit here and say I trust him because I don't, but I'm so in love with him. I can't bring myself to ask any more questions because I'm terrified of being hurt all over again. And I'm scared to lose the one person who has made me feel like myself again. 
Turns out Rose is eight weeks pregnant. No, I don't think it's my boyfriend's child, but it doesn't help the fact that I feel like they might've done something. Help, I'm still young. I'm only 19, but I honestly feel felt like my boyfriend was my forever and now I'm confused and I don't know what to do. Wow, that's heavy. That's a lot. This is... I don't, I don't think that you guys understand how much we actually kind of like hold back Mm. when we give advice. Mm -hmm. Now we give our full, honest, genuine advice, but we both know that the situations people send in are really serious situations to them and things that they're going on through being very vulnerable with us yeah so it's not something that we take lightly to the point where we'd be like yeah just quit your job yeah do this because some people are actually seeking help and don't know who to talk to and we don't know how much people are going to be like oh we'll take your advice into consideration or if they would be like okay (laughs) yeah you said to do this so I did so this one is hard for me because if this was like you, Ash, like you came to me and told me word for word your story in this way. Mm-hmm. I would probably be very passionately like, I, you know, will vouch for that. She would sit me down. She'd oh, probably yes. be yelling. I am that friend that will say what you don't want to hear because I love you. And because if that means you're going to be mad at me and not talk to me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But at least I said what should be said, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, I just want to make this so freaking clear, Anonymous. You deserve like 10, billion thousand percent more than what you have been given. That exact number. And the reason I'm passionate is not because I think that you did something wrong, but it's because I think that you are in a situation and you have been through a lot that has made you think that you deserve this. And that you are in the wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i passionate about this because it breaks my heart. Because it doesn't matter. Even if you were the crappiest girlfriend in the world to him, it doesn't make it right for him to lie to you and do things mm-hmm. like that. It doesn't make it right. So yeah. your his first thing to be like, don't worry, this is not your fault. That's not fair. Mm-mm. That's not fair. No. For the end of the conversation to result in you apologizing and feeling like crap, that is not fair (laughs) whatsoever. So I just, that is why I'm talking. I don't want you to be like, oh gosh, like what did I do? You know what I mean? But I just feel like this is not a right situation and I think you deserve more than this. And obviously I don't know everything, but I'm not a fan of your man. That's, (laughs) yeah, that's the damn sure. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... Yeah, I don't know. What do you want to? Um, yeah, I think I think honestly, I think there's a lot of red flags that are mm-hmm. legitimate red flags and are scary. Um, I am 30 years old and full of 30 years of wisdom, <laughs> <laughs> and so I, um, you know, I have watched friends go through this. I have watched my parents' friends go through this. I've watched family friends get divorced because of this. And this thing that I'm talking about is how smooth and charming and manipulative it sounds like your boyfriend is. Yeah. I have met so many people who do this exact same thing. They are 
very likable. They're very smooth talking. They're very charming. They're lovable. Like people like love them, but they're so capable of getting out of Mm -hmm. trouble and, and turning things on someone else while seeming so tender and caring and saying, Oh baby, it's not your fault. No, no, it's not. You didn't do anything. He did. Yeah. He shouldn't be, he should be apologizing and explaining himself, not telling you that you're okay. So if he is, I'm going to assume around your age, you know, 20, early twenties or 19. If this is what he's doing now. Yeah. I don't see it getting any better Mm -hmm. in the near future. Um, and I'm just saying that off of the friends and family members that I've known in my life who dealt, who had people like this in their lives. Um, I did something very similar with a few of these people where I was like, Hey, I don't like him. You know this, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life, but I don't see this ending well for either of you. Um, well, there's so much to it. Like she, first of all, I think God gave women beautiful intuition. Yes. 100%. We have such a sensitive nature and that, and I don't know if it's because like when we have children, I was going like, to say a child. <laughs> yeah. Like we're supposed to sense when there something's wrong so we can fix it. I don't know where it stems from, but we always know and we get that gut feeling. And a lot of us have been trained or told to just turn it off and just deal with what we're given. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that you had that gut feeling, you followed through with asking him, mm-hmm. like that's mature to just sit down and be like, hey, yeah, I've noticed you're liking these pictures. And, and you know, social media is weird. Like I like some of my guy friends' pictures who are like married and stuff. And I don't see it as like me betraying them. Now, if I was like liking everything they had and not liking anyone else's. Like there's certain things and obviously there was something about it that caused you to be aware of it. Right. It's not the act of liking the photo. There's so much more than that. Yeah. So, um, but you gave him two chances to come forward and say something that he should have been honest with you about in the first place. But the fact that he was lying, it's because he knew he was doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, People don't lie and hide things that they're, proud of no so he knew he was doing something wrong he continued to do it not only did he continue to do it but he made you feel like you were crazy yeah made you feel responsible for it yeah Yeah. and then when he gets found out he makes the situation to where now all of a sudden you're feeling bad and you're questioning what you've done right or wrong Mm -hmm. and the whole like snooping on phone we've talked about it before on this podcast I'm very much like if you don't want someone to snoop through your phone, then don't do anything that someone can find. Like if I want to look through someone's phone because I have a weird feeling, like, yes, there comes trust and trusting a person. And I think it's weird if you're just like every time he's in the shower, like checking through his phone, like, well, that in itself is a red flag. Yeah. Like having to search. But if you have a weird feeling and you look into it and then you find something, I don't think they have a right to hold that and be like, well, you obviously didn't trust me. I think that's a defense of like, crap, I'm in trouble. How can I make this seem like they're in the wrong too? Yeah. So I just think it sounds to me like he is not someone that you can trust, which she says in the end, like, I don't know if I can trust him. Um, You are very young and I know you've dealt with a lot of 
not feeling enough, being insecure, like you mentioned before. But babe, like if you don't start standing up for yourself, none of that is going to be fixed. Him coming into your life and making you feel good, that's great. But you need to be the one that's fighting for yourself. You need to be the one that's making yourself feel like enough. And part of that might be standing up to this guy and being like, I'm done. Like yeah. you cannot make me feel like this anyway. I deserve more. So I really think that you need to find some solid women in your life who you can sit and go over. This is, these are the things in our relationship. These are how some example of conversations we have yeah. talk about the fights you've had and how it resolves. Because if all of them are resolving and somehow you apologizing, that's not mm-hmm. good. Um, but I think you need to not just pretend all of this is fine. And I think you need to like look a little deeper because again, I just think you deserve way more than what this fool has given you. Yeah. Um, my mind just went to like three different things at once, <laughs> but, um, absolutely trust your gut. Yeah. That's enough proof to have a conversation, not to, not to accuse him of anything, but to have a conversation. Um, I think, that this girl getting pregnant is plenty of reason to have a conversation with him yeah and confirm whether or not he's been with her in this time frame yeah because she does say that huh like she doesn't want to know she doesn't want to know but also i don't want to play the devil's advocate but if it's true you would want to know yeah so um i think it would be completely understandable if you were to walk up to him and say, Hey, I heard that this girl is pregnant and I know you've been hanging out with her. Trust issues aside, like be honest with me. Like, do you have anything to do with that? You know, and that gives him a chance to tell you hopefully the truth. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think it's different. Like of, you know, like, when you get with someone and you're like, I want to know everything you've done with anyone in your entire life. Yeah. As opposed to like sitting down and being like, hi, we're in a committed relationship and I need to know like what happened. Yeah. And you can't, you can't hide from that and just pretend everything's fine. I think that's, that's something that you should find out. Also, if you are planning on having any kind of future with your boyfriend, um, what you do now in situations like this is going to set the precedent for how the rest of your relationship yeah. is going to be, whether your the rest of your relationship lasts a year or a lifetime. Um, this is where it starts. So you have to start yeah. standing up for yourself and making those active changes now. And so does he, um, to give him the benefit, you know, of the doubt as well. Like if you don't call him out on his now, yeah, yeah. he's going to assume that that's what, the, his future with you looks like yeah is him not having to be accountable to anything yeah so both of you need to have this conversation and hold each other accountable mm-hmm. to be better versions of yourself in the future if one of yeah. you isn't capable of being that better person or holding those values or maintaining those goals then I think that's a sign that that maybe you don't want to spend the rest of your life with someone that you can't trust yeah no, I fully, I fully, fully agree. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for sending it. And honestly, that's such a crucial, important step. Like the fact that you are reaching out. Um, and like I said, hopefully you're reaching out to people in your life that know you and know the situation. Um, but I think that's your first sign that you're kind of like, I need to, 
I need to figure this out. And oh. I think that's a good step. Like that's you fighting for yourself and like making sure that you know that what you're going through and what you're feeling is important. Yeah. So um, I'm really proud of you for writing in and, and I hope this like resonated with you. And I hope, you know, like you got our full support mm-hmm. and you, um, we just think, you know, you deserve more. So that's why we're passionate. Yeah. What Terrence Taren said made me think of something. I don't know if she mentioned this. I can't remember, but um, I don't know if you've talked to your friends and family about this or, or not, but I, I would and just check in and see how they feel about him. We've talked about yeah. this on episodes before, but I think close family and friends ha- also have great instincts about people that you're dating that we, we kind of don't yeah. see because we're so obsessed with someone. Um, so maybe check in with your parents or any siblings or, or friends and just be like, Hey, um, I've been getting a weird, a weird vibe. You don't have to go into detail. Yeah. Um, with my boyfriend, um, can I ask you like, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah. Do you have any feelings towards him? Do you like him? Do you approve? Do you disapprove? Like, and can you tell me why? Yeah. Because I, I think there's a lot that oh, can totally. be unpacked from their side totally. of things. I fully, fully would do agree. that for sure. But yeah. thank you so much for sending this in. Wow. Yeah, there was a lot in we there. Just, we just love you guys. And um, if you've listened this far, thank you. You're the real we MVP. We love our UA fam. Um, comment the panda emoji mm-hmm. on today's post. Panda, panda, panda. Panda, panda. I got Jim bras in Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> um, I will end us. With end a dad us, joke. And wrap this. it up. Wrap it up, Taryn. Yes. Um, want to know why nurses like red crayons? crayons why do you always just repeat <laughs> one of the words in a crayons. weird way and think that's the answer <laughs> go to our instagram and comment crayons or crayons 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 i think i said crayons can yeah. i have the crayons Ooh, why does that word sound so weird now crayons. i could not sorry uh because want blood. to know because blood because sometimes they have to draw blood Ah, but, uh, that was good. That thank was good. you. At least I was on the right track. I mean, you just—I said blood. You did? Yeah. I think you just said crayons. No, I said blood. Oh, when you guess, got it, got it. Anywho, we love you guys. <laughs> we're gonna weird. end and Sorry, go weird. take a nap or something. <laughs> take something. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of your day. Good yes. luck with twenty twenty. <laughs> Good luck with 2020. You guys keep us sane. We love you. Bye. Bye.